Listener Production. US stocks moderate overnight, having just completed their best week since March. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Wednesday with Flight Centre hosting an investor day. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday, June 21. Welcome to the Comset Market Update. Ryan, I know you've had your breath taken away by the heroic efforts of the test captain in Britain. Super Pat Cummins, what an effort. Like if they were still handing out knighthoods, he'd have to be a, a chance, wouldn't he? Well, if he was English, he would have got one for sure. Yeah. OBEs, right? It seems like the bar's quite low for that. Uh, I read that Boris Johnson had given his uh, hairdresser, made her a dame. Really? For a number three or a number two? <laughs> Short back and sides. I, th- I think it's. I think they call it a mop. <laughs> Do you think it's oversimplifying things to describe the caution that we saw overnight as a reflection of the anticipation of Jerome Powell heading up to Capitol Hill and spending two days there talking to politicians? Well, I think it's a a few things, Tom. So firstly, this is the first trading day after the long weekend in the US and we've seen a good run of markets, a good rally. Maybe some investors took some profits in the wake of that sustained rally amid signs of weakening global demand. We saw further rate cuts out of China yesterday amid concerns about that ailing economy. And as you mentioned, we have Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and he's expected to double down on the Fed's commitment to vanquish inflation. (laughs) Vanquish. It sounds like a Knights of the Round Table story. Look, uh, just to describe what happened with the main indices, the Dow down 0.7%, the S&P 500 down by half, and the NASDAQ down by around 0.2%. Uh, You can't talk about what's going on with stocks without describing what's happening in bonds. And the interesting thing is that you actually saw long and short-term interest rates moderate a little bit overnight. So a 10-year government bond yield or a a 10-year treasury note, as they're called in the US, down four basis points to 3.72%. And a two-year treasury note down by around three basis points to 4.69%. So that move lower for bond yields would normally be supportive for stocks, but it's probably at the margins at the moment. Um, to be honest, the, the bonds are moving around quite a bit and it's difficult to attach rhyme and reason to what influence it has as far as stocks are concerned. Absolutely. And investors are really pricing in market expectations that the US Federal Reserve is near the end of its rate hiking cycle. We have seen some moderation across the US economy in recent weeks, but that can't be applied to the housing market, which seems to have got a second wind. It has. Housing starts rising to their highest levels since April 2022. And we did see the beginning of home construction jump by 21.7%. That was the most since 2016, Tom, to a 30-month high of about 1.6 million in terms of the annual rate. So very strong recovery taking place in the US housing market. It's a bit like what's going on in Australia at the moment in terms of a bit of rebound in activity, and that's largely on the back of expectations that we might be near the end of the rate hiking cycle. Yes, it's an interesting point in that discussion because having seen such aggressive rate hikes over a sustained period of time, the calculation is that we're getting towards the end, but I suppose that's what causes the volatility from time to time. When Because recently, locally, we've had like a whole range of uh, private forecasters uh, estimate that the peak for local interest rates is going to be a deal higher, you know, closer to 5%, which means that there's an uncomfortable pathway as, ca- as far as the potential for three more rate hikes are concerned. Well, absolutely. So the, the housing situation is 
certainly part of the mix when it comes to the concerns around the Reserve Bank in terms of what they do next. So on one hand, big focus on inflation, but on the other hand, they don't want to see the housing market rebound too strongly. And the big focus at the moment, apart from that, is around supply and the rental crisis, of course. Indeed. Well, look, we may as well quickly um, unpack what happened yesterday. We had the minutes from the last RBA board meeting where, of course, they uh, raised rates by a quarter of a percent. In, some said it was unexpected, but depends on how you look at it. The context provided through the minutes suggested it was a more narrower call than what had previously been estimated, and that was a bit of a surprise. It was. So the decision apparently was finally balanced. So they were concerned more about the prospect of inflation remaining sticky, particularly services prices, but also in prospect, we've got a lift in electricity prices and rental prices at the same time. So keeping a lid on those inflationary expectations also at the same time with wage prices or wage pressures growing meant that they acted rather than kept on the sidelines. But they did acknowledge that consumer spending is showing some signs of weakness. Yes. So the interesting thing is that in terms of the market's pricing, it was quite a significant pullback in terms of the expectation for a rate hike next month. We were seeing a roughly two in three chance that the Reserve Bank would hike, and that has been pulled back to a one in three chance. So effectively half. That is a pretty sizable move. I don't know if that's kind of... It was, in my view, a bit of an overreaction by markets. We saw the Aussie dollar fall by about 0.8% at the time against the US dollar. And that was quite a significant pullback, considering we did hear from Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock yesterday, and she extrapolated that she would like to see full employment in the labour market. So as it stands, we've got an unemployment rate of around 50 lows at 3.6% in Australia at the moment. Still incredibly tight. We do have workforce participation at record highs and supply of workers coming in from overseas. That said, she wants to see that full employment number hit, which is around 4.5%. So what that means is it's likely that they'll continue to lift interest rates to soften the labour market. When you consider that we're at 36 at the moment, I mean... Look, you can have a couple of bad months and get to four and a half quite quickly. But given what you've just said and how solid the employment market is, that could be a way off. It could be. And we're seeing that dynamic around the world. I mean, it's all part of the pandemic story, isn't it? The supply and demand imbalance in the labour force. And of course, on the back of that, really, there's expectations that the Reserve Bank will continue to lift interest rates. We've got the monthly consumer price index next week, which will be critical in the market dynamics around this. So Retail look out sales for that. as well will be a filler in that regard. Absolutely. Consumer spending is really important in this equation. The Reserve Bank governor wants to see an easing in demand, and the best place to see that would be consumers spending less. Ryan, given that, what weight would you attach to the underemployment rate, which has actually been nudging higher in, in recent times, is that going to be a consideration for the Reserve Bank? At the moment, it's actually the highest levels that we've seen since in about a year. We have seen a pickup in underemployment, which represents Australians wanting to work more hours. And that is representative, really, of the cost of living pressures that yeah. Australians are under at the moment. So we have seen examples where people are doing secondary jobs. In fact, secondary jobs are at record highs at the moment. So people taking on 
extra work, a different gig, maybe an Uber driver or whatever it may be, to supplement their incomes at this difficult time. So we have seen the desire for hours worked increase. That's reflected in the higher underemployment rate. It is showing some signs that there are some cooling taking place in the labour market and supplies picking up. But really, at the same time, the big focus at the moment is on productivity and the impact there on wages and therefore on inflation. Whilst the expectations for a July rate hike moderated, there's still a two in three chance that the RBA will be raising rates by a quarter of a percent uh, in August. So uh, that's the wash up of the minutes and Ms Bullock's speech. As far as commodity prices were concerned overnight, a general moderation is a fair way of describing it. We had uh, oil prices generally weaker, the US benchmark down by almost 2%, gold futures down by a little more than a percent. Uh, iron ore futures largely steady. Of course, yesterday uh, was a big day with another rate cut, albeit modest, but that whole interest rate complex in China has been moving lower. That is an encouraging development. It's just a question of whether or not that continues over the course of the next couple of months. Well, it's all about demand in the commodity space at the moment. And what investors are most concerned about is what is happening with China's economy at the moment. Certainly, we have seen these incremental cuts in those benchmark policy rates, the first time in 10 months to try and shore up that slowing economic recovery. But investors haven't been impressed. The rate reductions have been 10 basis points here and there. And they're also worried about the fact that there's increased concern or focus by Chinese authorities about inflating property prices as well. So we have seen a fairly muted response from iron ore at the moment. It was up 0.1% overnight to 113 US dollars a tonne, but where the angst at the moment really is in copper and also aluminium, along with just the industrial metals complex, as you mentioned. That's right. So the Chinese economy being such a massive consumer of metals in general, when there's a bit of a sniffle about the Chinese economy, then there's generally more a more pronounced move lower as far as those uh, industrial metals are concerned. So aluminium down by around 1.6% overnight, and copper was just marginally weaker as well. So today we have got the monthly employment earnings indicator released. Uh, Whether or not that makes a big difference on things is to be seen. Westpac will release its leading indicator as well. Uh, Flight Centre will be hosting an investor day. A pretty lean day, really, Ryan, ahead of the Fed chairman tonight. It's all about the Fed chairman. I think investors should also look at what happens in the energy side of things today. So energy producers in Australia could be under pressure. We saw that overnight in the US with Chevron and ExxonMobil both down. They they both weighed on the S&P 500 index. We heard from China last night. Researchers at the China National Petroleum said that China's crude demand will grow less than previously expected as strong interest for electric vehicles weighs on gasoline use. So Certainly, that demand story has fed into oil, and that will be a weight on the Aussie market. The other thing to note just quickly, Tom, is that Flight Centre's Investor Day will be something to look out for. That's because the travel agent has been quite heavily shorted. Yes, it's one of the the most shorted stocks, isn't it? And it's holding its investor strategy event, and it's possible the company could release a trading update at the event or at least they ahead do of that. it. Yep. So look out for that one. Wonderful. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great day and please tune in to Laura and Chief Economist Craig James later on this afternoon. If you've got a view on how we're going, please uh, drop a comment and uh, let us know. Up the Maroons. <laughs> of course, the state of origin. How could we forget? We'll talk about that tomorrow. 
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.